Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. The U.S. has fallen far behind in the renewable energy game, especially in the area of components and raw materials. One of the reasons the recent China tariffs hurt the U.S. so badly is that one of the fastest growing American businesses, solar panel installation, relies on cheap parts from China for up to 80% of its supply. Uh, according to a recent New York Times article, nearly 70% of the value of a typical solar panel assembled in the U.S. comes from Southeast Asia. Meanwhile, the U.S. also ranks very low in the worldwide battery supply chain. I saw a report that put China atop the list of the lithium-ion battery raw material supply rankings with 80% of global refining capacity for raw materials needed for batteries, while the U.S. comes in at a rather paltry 15th. And this is a huge problem as we move forward with the renewable energy push and its potential for job creation uh, because other countries, especially China, began investing in clean energy years before the U.S. And American companies may be tempted to look abroad for cheaper raw materials instead of manufacturing them, which doesn't say a lot for the job potential. So on the line to discuss this little pickle we're in as a nation is our old friend from Almonte Industries, Louis Black. Now, Louis, uh, welcome back to the PSD cast. And just how dire is the situation um, with respect to the U.S.? How would you describe the overall state of domestic renewable energy manufacturing? Uh, well, well, good morning, Jason. Um, well, I, I think that you know this is a still, in, in relative time terms, a very new undertaking. So I, I think that it's dire because it hasn't really gained any momentum. I think the previous administration were formulating plans. I think the current administration is further developing those plans. I don't think they're, they're going to come out with any review of, of supply chains and, and, and this whole matter until next year. So I think until there is a, a, a clear and defined um, process that the politicians are going to, to target, I think you have to accept that the United States is going to lag significantly behind other countries who have much more mature setups. Right, right. Now, now President Biden has, has long touted the potential for job creation with a comprehensible renewable energy agenda. But as the New York Times article makes clear, um, the very idea of transitioning from one energy source and the industrial apparatus built around it to a different clean energy sources is bound to create a lot of tension. So, you know, while, while doing your best to remain politically neutral, um, how do you think we toe the line between promoting new technologies and especially domestic manufacturing without incurring unacceptable job losses? Or, or is, it, is it even possible to do one without the other? Well, I think, you know, I think you have to, to, to accept the reality that the newer technologies have a much higher level of sophistication and automation. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, these, the latest technologies are, are far more affordable uh, because they are far more automated. And, and that, by definition, requires less people to physically create them. I, I mean, I, I don't think that, that this is a, should be a surprise to, to anybody. I, I think one of the, the issues when they were saying they shut the coal mines down and everyone could, should then go and work in renewable energy metals, well, I mean... As I've said before, those mines aren't next door to each other, and ultimately those communities will, will essentially dissipate in search for, for, for new employment. But I, I don't think that you can say um, straight off the bat that you're going to replace job, job for job, like for like. I think eventually if the United States over the next decade or so 
really increase its capacity to produce the latest uh, technologies, the green technologies. Yes, you can probably find the jobs that you lose now to be replaced, but they're not going to be replaced over the next year. This is a, a long-term program. Right. Now, now speaking of that long-term uh, program and outlook, uh, so you know, as the, as the Times article suggests, if we emphasize domestic manufacturing, will will the cost of renewable energy inevitably go up, at least initially, before coming down? Well, I mean, if you're talking strictly about energy, it really depends how you introduce it. If you're closing simultaneously uh, fossil fuel energy, yes, you're going to see costs go up because the cost of infrastructure to build uh, clean energy to replace it initially is going to be very expensive, and that's going to have to be borne by the consumers. If you gradually phase it in, you can probably temper some of those cost increases, but it is inevitable that there are going to be additional costs because you have a fossil fuel infrastructure in place. You do not have a, a, a clean or green energy infrastructure in place, and that is going to require a great deal of money to put in place. All right. Well, let's take a step back. If, if we look at you know, the five minerals that are generally considered essential for lithium-ion batteries, cobalt, graphite, lithium, manganese, and, and nickel, you know, where does the U.S. generally rank in, in those areas? Well, uh, not terribly high up the list. Um, and, and that's really no fault of the United States. Uh, this is a, a policy that has been for a generation where you've seen the, 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 well, the mines have not been encouraged in the U.S. These raw materials were moved offshore many years ago for all kinds of reasons, predominantly environmental, because the, the, at those times, 30 years ago, they weren't the most environmentally friendly uh, setups. So in order to play catch-up, to look for more independence or domestic independence is going to take at least a decade. Um, as long as uh, you know, there is continuous support from whatever administration is, is currently you know, driving the bus. Right, right. Well, looking forward, uh, where would you say the biggest opportunity is for the U.S. In, in terms of raw materials for batteries? Well, I think, the, I think that the good news is, is that all the products that are required for batteries, whether raw materials all the way through to end product, are all within the grasp of the United States, both domestically and through their allies, which I think is probably a, a smarter program to sort of spread out the, that, that capture of, of products. And ultimately, when the market really gets involved, solutions do happen. So right now, I think we've, we've been relying very much on, on the various administrations to give direction, but ultimately demands will fuel this uh, diversity that you're going to see coming forward in the United States. That is the, the really the, 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 the crux of any free market. Industry will provide the solutions. It'll take some time, but if that demand remains constant and growing, you will see a great deal of really smart people and really smart money get into this, which are going to address a lot of these concerns that we all have regarding the availability for the domestic market. Definitely. Well, well, well thanks, Lewis. On behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time.
And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy and have a great day.